What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your hosts of the GMs of the Future podcast with... Nick Adnut. And Ryan Bondarenko. First off, guys, the one thing we do want to say, we have had a huge, huge, massive delay in us trying to get podcasts out. We've had a lot of uh, stuff come up, family issues on both sides, uh, health issues. It's it's just been been a big delay, and we are happy to be back, and uh, I mean, we'll get right into it. With COVID-19 going on, uh, to first off say, everyone out there, stay safe. Wear a mask, be safe, be be healthy, Yep. social distance, whatever you got to do. If you can't wear a mask, social distance. Wash your hands, keep clean, let's stop this spread so that we can get back to a normal routine again. That would be awesome. But ma- mainly the big... What? Mainly the big thing that we wanted to talk about here was mostly predictions that are coming up. Um, with the next NFL season here, and we're gonna, we're also gonna talk about just how how long we're gonna be, how often we'll be recording. We're gonna try and get together every couple weeks to make sure we get a recording in. Yeah, we're not gonna do every week like we were doing for we a while. We just don't have the time. I mean, we're both full time work, full time workers. And, you know, we, we got busy lives, and it's, yeah. it's tough. You know, with especially with COVID, it's tough to. So, together, so expect every two to three weeks we'll have a new a new one of these out. We'll cover the past couple of weeks of everything that's happened. Um, but this will be the only one before regular season starts. Yep. So regular season does start in a few weeks, so that is exciting stuff. Finally, without we got football, football, there is no life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It was crazy there with hockey and everything too. Not not sure what they were doing. NBA, MLB, everybody is unsure of what's happening. Uh, right now with the NFL, I know the NFL is allowing the owners, GM, CEOs, whatever they are, to allow or to dictate whether fans are in attendance. Yes, right? exactly. So, and depending on how much they want, the only one that, that I've allow. heard. So far, have been the Jaguars who are going to be allowing twenty-five percent of their fan base in there. Yeah, so some fans will be allowed. Some places have not. I know my Bills. Their first two home games, they've already said there won't be any fans. But I mean, in the end, we are going to be able to watch our teams on TV, and we're going to be able to be supporting supporting football, right? So that's really what it comes down to: is supporting football and. I'm going to state a note here, and I hope this doesn't turn away any fan base here, but I do support the Black Lives Matter movement in the fact that I don't support it as that they're better than anyone else or no one's better than anybody else. I think everybody should be equal, and I support equality. So that I, is. I do too. The, you look at skin color of a person, and a lot of prejudice and stuff gets thrown out there instantly. Um the Titans came out with uh, Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill, who did a amazing, absolutely amazing little conference about them talking. Tannehill broke down crying because of the fact that he feels that he, because his kids are white, they will never have to deal with any prejudice of getting pulled over and having to deal with those cops. That should not be how it is. You all bleed the same color. You are all the same on the inside. 
the color of your skin does not matter. Well, it's 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 kind of funny. Something I even from just from baseball alone, and I mean, with Chadwick Boseman dying and rest in peace. That's pretty yes. sad. I mean, he was for Wakanda forever. <laughs> played Jackie Robinson in Forty Two, and I just recently watched it. Uh, you know, as part of Jackie Robinson Day um, that MLB did, and it's just a kind of a line in there that makes me think about it, and it is, you know, maybe we'll all wear 42 one day, and they won't be able to tell us apart. That the And that's sort of how it is. In professional sports, the only way you should be able to tell someone apart is by the number on their back, not the color of their skin or anything. And that's the same with humanity. We shouldn't be able... Their personality is how we should tell someone apart. It should not be... By the color of their skin, skin, their background, religion, anything like that. Yeah. But getting on from that, guys, um, we do have some predictions for the season. We did them here, and they kind of went away. We don't know what happened here, what was going on. But we do remember most of everything for division winners. Um, If we're going to start off with the AFC, I guess, we'll uh, go with the Ravens. Division. Yeah, we both have the we both have the Ravens winning that division. Uh, we were a little conflicted on the other three teams going back and forth. We still have we both had the Bengals at the four spot. Yeah, still. and we still had the Browns going number two, and then the Steelers number three. It's just the win loss totals were a little bit different. Yeah. Um, AFC continuing there. We got the Bills division. We both had the Bills winning that division. Finally, another team for Bills once. for life. <laughs> you know what? I've never been a huge, huge Bills fan, but the team that they have around them this year is dominant. They got a good team this year. They got a lot of depth. They got, I mean, big addition for them, of course, at the draft, getting Stephon Diggs before the draft. It a big gives trade. them a true number one receiver. So yeah. that John one Brown. One of the best runners in the NFL. He's a. They got a. They have a weapons. They got John Brown, Cole Beasley. You know, still Singletary in the backfield. Dawson had, Knox at tight end. They added Zach Moss to to be more that power back, and you know their defense has been a top five defense for a few years now, and they didn't lose anybody other than Lorenzo Alexander for retirement, but they added yeah AJ Epines in the draft. The Bills should win that division. Now, we were a little different on the, the next. I have the Patriots still being a competitive football team because of their dominating defense. Going 10-6 and six is what I had them at, and still making a playoffs as a wildcard team. I had them actually only going 7-9 and nine in there. I don't think the Patriots are going to be as good of a team as they were without Brady behind the helm. It's going to be... I think it's going to be a, almost a... What's the word... A trial year, if you want to say it that way. Yeah, they'll be a different team this year, but they're still going to be competitive in games. I don't think they're going to be a team that just gets smashed out of the. They're they're going to be a competitive team. They have a good defense, and that's not going to change. I mean, you've all they always have a good defense with Bill Belichick as the coach, right? So that's not going to change. We both had the Dolphins and Jets not being competitive football teams this year. We think I think the Dolphins are on the right track. Yep. The Jets are still in shambles, but the Dolphins are on the right track. We yeah. just got to hope they stay healthy. And uh, well, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm sorry about your mom. That's yeah, that's tough. Tough to lose your mom. So it's tough to lose a parent like that. No matter what age you are, man, it's yeah, it's really hard. 
Um, condolences to you, my friend. Moving on for another AFC, we've got... Uh, the AFC South division. Yep. The, uh, this was a division that I think is not going to be very competitive with teams. I think I had the top team being the Colts going 8-8, eight and eight, so that's... Uh, I have a... I'm very low on the Texans, whereas you are there. I'm still really high on the Texans. I had them going 12 and four, and the Titans actually going 13 and three. Um, I'm super high on the Titans. The way Tannehill played, I think the Titans are a lot better of a football team right now than people are giving them credit for. Um, yes, they were in the AFC Championship last year, but I'm still looking at Tannehill's record of how he's played in his career, not just a small sample size with the Texans and also I've always found that when a running back gets paid like Derrick Henry did they don't tend to play as well the following year this is true it did happen with AP a couple years ago there Todd Gurley it happened with it Todd Gurley was a huge one that it happened Ezekiel Elliott he got paid and then last year yeah he was still a good running back but he wasn't the a top three running back that he has been for his whole career Mm -hmm. so I, I The only thing that was scaring me thinking about the Texans was them going without D-Hop. Without D-Hop, it's going to be a different team, yes, but I still think Watson can pull it out in some clutch situations. They have a lot of speed on the offense still. Tons of speed on the offense with Cobb, Fuller, Kenny Stills, and then, uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks now. My worry about the Texans is, is that you look at those wide receivers. Will Fuller doesn't play a full season ever. Brandon Cooks, he doesn't play a full season now. Like, peop- they have a lot of guys that are very injury-prone, and David Johnson in the backfield now, injury-prone. I think losing Carlos Hyde is going to be big because you don't really have that true pound-the-rock guy that gets you those tough yards all the time, yeah. which is a big hurt. And I, th- I think their defense didn't get better or didn't get worse. It's still a mid-level defense, so I'm not I'm not sold on it. The only thing I'm sold on with the Texans is that they have a really good quarterback yeah. in Deshaun Watson. That's that's literally what we everyone can agree on, that Deshaun Watson, he's one of the top five, top six quarterbacks in the National Football League because he knows what he's – he has capability of doing every type of quarterback. Yep. Uh, moving on, we both had the Chiefs winning the same division again. If anyone has the Chiefs not winning that division, it's because they're a fan of one of the other three teams as their favorite team. It's the yep. only way you don't have the Chiefs winning that division because they have the Come best on, Even if player. you're a fan of the Broncos or the Raiders. Or the Chargers. Or the Chargers. You have to take the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just too dominant of a team that have Pat Mahomes behind them with Tyreek Hill as their number one, and then you've got uh, Nicole Hardman as your slot receiver, and Sammy Watkins. There is, is no faster offense than the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that simple. They are fast. They are talented. I mean, they and have they a can good catch team. the ball. And I mean, gee, they and I mean, I'm gonna put a shout out to their their guard, their Canadian boy. Laurent Devarney Tardif, who opted out of the season, yep, because because of COVID, and of course he is a doctor, so he is helping. So that's a big that's a big shout out to him there, uh, knowing that uh, light there is life beyond sports, even though it is tough for us fans. Who, yeah, that he actually went and did that stuff for you know for people instead of you know 
getting himself, money right? for himself and playing a game that he absolutely loves, he would rather go out there and make risk his life, risk his life, and make people feel better. Mm-hmm. So, on him, but the Chiefs are a good team. Now we are a bit different the rest of the division. Where I'm high on the Broncos additions this year, and I think. I'm not still not sold on the Broncos. I'm yeah. still not sold on Drew Locke. I may not be sold on him, but I think they're a better team. They have more weapons around them. Their offensive line is a tiny bit better, I think, with their addition of Graham Glasgow. I do think Noah Fant will be better this year too and for them. He still, yeah, he, he he was improving at the end of the year, and I mean, I just think they have so many more weapons that as long as you ha- as long as Drew Locke stays as a game manager type quarterback i think they're going to win some games and i think their defense is better they had a really good addition of jarrell casey which is part of the thing i didn't like about the titans they dumped jarrell casey off who had a great he's a great defensive lineman it was also cap salary yeah but i mean you got a seventh round pick for him or whatever and i mean that's that's not what jarrell casey is worth he's worth a lot more and i mean the Broncos, they also added A.J. Boye. Yes, they lost Chris Harris. But, I mean, the Broncos, I think they're a, I think they're going to be a better team this year. I mean, we were both really low on them last last, last year. year. I think, if I if I remember correctly, we both had them going, when, like, being in a top five pick last year. Yep. We were wrong. They were 15th overall. But they Well, it wasn't until the end of the season, really, the last seven when, games or when so. They put, when they put Drew Locke in, that they started winning, yeah, so. playing competitive. So that's where I'm. I'm a little high on the Broncos. So we'll see what I happens do see this that. year. Um, Raider, Raiders, the Raiders is a 500 club, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I think we both had eight them as eight. a 500 type ball club. You were high on the Chargers, where I'm a little less high on the Chargers. You had them in the making the playoffs actually as the seventh seed. With the new wild card yeah, system, yeah, new we'll, wild card system we will get into with you guys here. Yeah, extra playoff team, so more exciting football at that time. But I was less high on the Chargers. I mean, I love their defense, but I just think uh, offensively the only thing that's they won't hurt be as good. On defense is Derwin James not being there right now. Yeah, he's got a choice. He can either, with his meniscus being injured, he can take, uh, he can get it trimmed and miss four to five weeks. Or he can miss a couple months by getting it fully repaired, and again he missed a lot of time last year, and it their defense it was it hurt because of it, and I I do feel that Justin Herbert, like Tyrod Taylor, yes he's former Bill, he's an okay quarterback, but he's still a bottom level quarterback, and Herbert still needs he's a rookie, but he was out of the three top of the top three quarterbacks, he was the one who was least pro ready, mm-hmm. so. Therefore, I, I just think they need another year before they're going to be that top team. You know, one thing we haven't touched on is back with the Ravens division or the there, Joe Burrow getting drafted first overall. Which we both thought the Bengals, I think we both had him around 5-11, and 11. You know, five and eleven, six, six and ten, ten right yeah, around there. Yeah, they're both. They're going to win some games. They got a better offense this year. It's Their just going to be like it's yet. just going to be like Baker's first year, Baker Mayfield's first year when he came in with the Browns. They won a couple games. What they go six and ten. Yeah. People were ecstatic that they had For actually the won six games out yeah. of the, in a season. They're a better team with Joe Burrow at the helm, and I think they're. I would say two, three years. They're a. True uh, contender. I, I could see them being a true contending team again. Yeah, just got to fix that defense a bit. All right, so I think that's all the AFC, right? Yeah, so 
I think in the AFC, we'll uh, just just to clarify if we do finish the AFC, so we know for playoff time. Is I have we I have the Bills, the Ravens, um, the Chiefs, and I also have the Colts as division winners. And then I have the other playoff teams being I have the Patriots as a wild card team, and I also have the Browns and the Steelers making it. The Steelers have a really good defense and Big Ben's back. So that helps the quarterback position. So they'll be a better team if Big Ben stays healthy. If he goes down, I think they're in the same situation as last year. So, and I think, uh, what you have is the... Uh, Chiefs, Ravens, uh, number ones again. Bills, number one on in there. But I actually had the Titans taking the number one spot of their division. Um, I think you also had the Texans as a wild card team. Texans as a wild card. Uh, the Browns were a wild card, and and Chargers. Yeah, so that's so. Again, we're gonna have some competitive football in the AFC. I think it's a good division, but I still think we we're all on on board that the top that the top three teams we both we all have is the Ravens, Ravens, Ravens Chiefs, and Bills right now as the top three teams in the AFC. Now moving on to the NFC East, and this division is. It's always been a two-man race for the last little bit here, a two-team race in the Cowboys and Eagles. We both agree on that. Always. I think you had the Eagles winning, and I had the Cowboys winning the division this year. Yeah, I had the Eagles actually taking it at 11-5, and and then Cowboys would have made the one of the wild-card spots at 10-6. and Yeah, so we, we both... I, did, I had the Eagles missing the playoffs in, in mind, but I had the Cowboys winning the division. I just think they're off, adding CeeDee Lamb on their offense makes them really That's good. Just, it's so gross. And like I don't, adding I, I don't Lamb. think their defense is much worse after just lo- like really losing Byron Jones. I think, uh, you know, I still think their defense is, I mean, they got Trayvon Diggs in the second round. Uh, so it's going to be, I think the Cowboys are a good team. And I like Mike McCarthy as the head coach. So we'll yeah, see it what seems they good do. there. I have Washington being the uh, worst team in the NFC, winning only one game. Yes, they added Chase Young, but I just think that organization is in shambles right now. In, in, is in turmoil. They got all the the off the field front office issues with scandals and all that, that stuff. I mean, and then you've got everything on the field that you don't even hear about yet. And because... best of luck to Ron Rivera with his uh, cancer diagnosis. So, yes. Uh, Go ahead as and beat a, that. Ron, Ron Riviera, as a cancer survivor myself, you've got this, man. You are a strong, strong man to be able to do this. Yeah, you've got so, this. So, you've I got mean, this. you're still going to coach while you're going through this. So that's yeah. impressive all alone on its own. And But one person I wanted to talk about on Washington that I'm I, not, not getting a lot of uh, – not getting a lot of credit is they they did uh, cut Darius Geis, but Antonio Gibson I think is actually going to be a real breakout running back this year. Who they took Gibson out of Gibson actually looks like he is absolutely ready to play. Don't be surprised if he's if he's a top tier running back in fantasy. Is Antonio Gibson? I think he's got a real shot. Fantasy sleeper, think right mm-hmm. here, Antonio Gibson. You That's heard right, him. and then. I had you had a little less faith in the Giants than I did, but I have the Giants actually. You had them actually as your bottom team in the in the in that in, division, only winning I think four games. I think I had them at seven and nine or eight and eight. I think the Giants are slowly getting better and better as as time goes on. And I mean, 
I, they're in a rebuilding stage right now. Like, there's a lot of teams. I like that their are quarterback, in. Daniel Jones, and I like Saquon Barkley. And oh, I he, love Saquon. Yeah, we're all high on Saquon Barkley. He's, <laughs> he is. He is a true. He's a great running back and one of the best in the league. I mean, but we're gonna go to the the team now in the next division who does have the best running back in the National Football League, and that's the Carolina Panthers division. They got Christian McCaffrey. Anyone Run who says anyone's CMC. better than him does not know football. CMC. <laughs> run, run CMC. CMC is he can catch. He can run. He can pass. He can block. Christian McCaffrey is the perfect running back for the NFL right now. He, he He's a complete player. He is an absolute complete player. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, but... The- to say the least, we did not, either one of us, have the Panthers making the playoffs this year. And that's no. solely because their division is really good and has a team like the New Orleans Saints in it, who we both had winning the division. Yep. And we've they've also got, with the newest addition of Mr. Tom Brady, the Buccaneers. Now, I'm still not sold on the Bucks. Whereas Nick is a little bit higher on them. I do have the Bucks actually a uh, little spoiler for my playoff prediction. I have the Bucks being one of the final four teams in the playoffs. One of the final four. We'll go into further, but I have the Bucks there. I think uh, last year, I think the biggest reason why the Bucks didn't make the playoffs was the turnovers. And if there's one thing Brady's done. He may not be the same Brady where he's going to put up the same amount of yards and throw it deep as many times as Jameis is going to, but he's going to turn the ball over less. And their defense, it's going to stay at a similar level that it was last year where I think the turnovers will keep him in a few less turnovers, keeps him in more games, and gets him a few more wins. And I think that puts him in as a wild card. It's, you know, like I said, I've never been a huge Tom Brady fan. Um, Me neither. I always look at things as, is Brady going to be the same person under a new head coach not being with Belichick? Is it going to be completely different that way? Are we going to see a completely different person with it? Um, But yes, I mean, the Buccaneers have weapons for days. Well, we'll just... If we look at the tight end position alone, there is no team that has more tight ends and that are better. That are all three of these tight ends are capable of being a, a number one, one tight on end on most teams. You've got Gronk, OJ Howard, Howard, Cameron Brait, and Cameron Brait. These three guys are big and they are fast for tight ends. Like, and then look at your outside weapons. You just need you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You've got two of the like one of the fastest receivers and then one of the best receivers in the league for him. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great receivers. They put up great numbers last year. I, But I do think both their numbers decline with Brady at quarterback just because they're not slinging the ball as much. But, I mean... And got, Brady's going to be looking for Gronk more because of all this. And his, and his running backs more. The, his running backs will get a few more catches. I just think overall... Can I just say good. one thing that I find it hilarious that Gronk... Rob Gronkowski retires from the NFL and comes back to the NFL once Brady leaves because he didn't want to play for Belichick. What does that say about a guy like Belichick where guys want to play for you, but then you've got a guy like Gronk and Brady 
who don't want to play for you anymore? Well, it's not that Brady doesn't want to play for Belichick anymore. He wanted he want. There's one thing Brady hasn't done, and that's win something without Belichick. And I think that was the big factor for him leaving. Well, but there was also uh, the first meeting they had Belichick and Brady at. Uh, was it at Belichick's place? They went. He went for supper or something, and the meeting did not go well. Brady left there screaming at Belichick. Well, I mean, things happen, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, is Brady Brady left. Bel. I don't think Belichick's the reason he left. I just think he wants to do things on his own. And Gronk came back because Brady came back. Yeah. It because Brady was on a different team, and Gronk wants to want supporting his boy and Gronk took a year off because his body couldn't handle the NFL anymore and I'm still worried that it's not going to be able to handle the NFL again yeah I feel that halfway through the season he's going to have to slow down and not be going as hard it's either that or he's going to be in such good shape from taking the time off that he's going to be even better than what he was before and I mean let's we're missing one team in that division we haven't touched on much, is the, is the Falcons. You had them as the worst team in the division. I had the Panthers. We both had them as the 3-4, the, the lower parts. Neither one of them we have making the playoffs. The Falcons are not a bad team. They're not a good team. They're just lacking a couple pieces. I mean, they have, they have the offensive weapons. We're not going to deny that. I mean, they got Gurley at running back now. They got Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. He's always been a good quarterback. And... Julio Jones is a great receiver. Calvin Ridley is a really yeah. good receiver. But their, it's their defense. Their defense is sloppy. Yeah, it's lacking a lot, which is surprising considering they have a defensive head coach. And yeah, I, I, I do believe that minded. this is Dan Quinn's last year as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. If so the Falcons do not do a make big, the playoffs. Make they the need playoffs. to make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So next division, let's talk about uh, your uh, your team's division. NFC North. So this one, we were completely conflicted on. Um, Nick here had the Packers winning it. What, a 13-3 record? Yeah, I still think the Packers' defense is really good. It creates a lot of turnovers, lots of... It's a good defense. And with Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback there, he, he doesn't turn the ball over very much. And they have a really good running game, which running game and defense, they go hand-in-hand hand together, right? So... I think it's a big part of why they're going to be successful. And, I mean, you had the Vikings winning the division. Yep, Vikings winning it at 10-6. and six. Uh, The Bears going 10-6 and six as well. Packers at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I think I only had the Lions winning four games. Um, Lions, I don't... I'm still not sold on them. They've yeah, got a very the mediocre their, team. Their defense isn't very good. They do have some good weapons. And, I mean, Kenny Galladay, he is an underrated player. And, I mean, I think TJ Hawkinson... Plays better this year at tight end. I think they're, mm-hmm. I think they're getting a little, little better in some areas. But I mean, I did not have the Bears making the playoffs. I have them at the bottom. I just think their quarterback room is a mess. They don't have a true quarterback yet. And I mean, Mitch Trubisky out there right now, and then Nick Foles. We don't and know then what's happening. Third string Tyler Bray, um, which he's not going to be one. Of, he's not. He's not getting the start. No. Week one over Nick Foles. But they've literally announced it that the Bears are not going to be telling who the game day starting quarterback is until game time. Yeah, so... We will not know if it's Foles or Trubisky that takes the field. I personally predict Nick Foles. 
I still think Trubisky is going to get the first three games to try and prove himself. If in the first three games, if Trubisky does not pull off what he needs to, that's it. Trubisky is done. He will be a backup for the rest of his life. Yeah, I just can't see him. I I just can't see it. If Trubisky does not perform this year, he'll be gone. And honestly, from what I've heard, it by week four, if the Bears after week four, if they're three and one, they're gonna keep going. Four and zero, they're gonna keep going. Two and two, they're not sure. One and three, zero and four. Right from there, they said they will tank to get Trevor Lawrence. And but Trevor Lawrence, in my personal opinion, is gonna be a Jacksonville Jaguar. That's because the Jaguars suck. And but the Jags are only going to have one I mean, win this season. Leonard Fournette's a free agent. I mean, I've it happened the few- an hour and a half ago before recording this. We just found out Leonard Fournette was uh, and released. We looked at a few things. I mean, I've heard things that maybe he'll go to the Bears. I mean, the Bears could use a running back to pair with uh, Montgomery, who's going to be out. And I mean, Tariq Cohen is—he's really not a true running back. He's that true receiving running back. He was like uh, he was. Almost like Alvin Kamara was, but Alvin Kamara could run it a bit better because he had a better offensive line behind yeah, him. Yeah, Terry Cohen is that he's a gadget type weapon where you can he can do a bunch of different things. So actually another thing I've heard of this year which was really strange was the Bears are actually have playing Cordero Patterson at running back. Yeah, well he's taken some carries in his career, uh, back even when he was at the Vikings and he's uh He's, he's actually he's, a, again. He's another type, one of those gadget type players who can yeah. do a bunch of different things. And I mean, the bear. I mean, if I if there's one thing the Bears have, it's return men because they got Ted Ginn now. He yeah. can return the football. Tariq Cohen can return the football. Cordero Patterson can return the football. They got some guys who can return the football. The problem with that is they have to be able to do other things. They still have a good defense, but let's see. Will it be? I mean, their defense did get a little bit better by getting rid of Leonard Fournette and bringing in... You mean Leonard Floyd. <laughs> Leonard Floyd, sorry. We were talking about Fournette. <laughs> uh, but bringing, getting rid of Leonard Floyd and bringing in Robert Quinn. That was huge for them. In the draft, they stole Jalen Johnson out of the second round. Uh, I agree. That's a good pick, too. I couldn't believe that he dropped to the second Yeah, for we that. both actually had him as first-round guys. We did. We actually grade. had him going in around the 2021 pick right around there. But let's talk about the tight end position for the Bears briefly. Jimmy Graham was not worth the money they paid for him. He's been mediocre for the last few years. If, if a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers can't make him perform well, how the hell is a quarterback like Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky going to make him perform well? Which is why I think from day one you should be giving the starting job to Cole Komet. He should be your number one tight end from day one. Cole Komet, like I was watching the other day, everything on the Bears. When they were doing the tight ends uh, skeleton drill, eight out of nine passes that were thrown were caught by the tight ends, whether they were deep, short unders, every one of them. Yeah, was I could contested. see them having. I could see them having a lot of tight ends on the field. Uh, you probably will see a two tight end formation quite a bit. Quite a bit yeah. with the Bears, um, and then you know they'll probably bring in have a single running back and the two receivers, something like that. You know they'll bring in. And then all of a sudden, Cohen will leak out and go into the slot and come across for a drag or something. Yeah, they got it's lots just... of lots of lots of. They they have some weapons there, but I mean, Allen Robinson's a good receiver, 
But let's uh, let's move on. I mean, we still think the Vikings are a good team. Both of us had them as playoff teams. I have them as a wild card. You had them as division. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, mean, the Vikings got better with getting Yannick Ngakwe. They did get they did get better. I mean, they stole Yannick Ngakwe for a possibly. Second. Yeah, possibly. So far, for a second round pick and potentially a fourth or a fifth, depending on what happens if he resigns and whatnot. If there's anything I'll say about the about that division is they have some pass rushers in that division. You have the Vikings with Ngakwe and Daniil Hunter, the Bears with Robert Quinn and Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack, and then the the Smith brothers in uh, in Preston and Zadarius Smith in Green Bay. So I mean they got some they got some people that can rush the passer there. Though three of the best pass rushing teams are pass in the NFC du- North. Pass rushing duos, yeah. So yeah, well, like- now I think the best division in the NFC is the division we'll talk about next in the NFC West is my personal opinion because you have two teams who were both very high on this year in San Fran and Seattle. Yep. Both very high on Seattle, actually. We're actually a little spoiler, but we both have Seattle going to the Super Bowl. We do, yeah. We both have Seattle going to the Super Bowl. I I am very high. I mean, Jamal Adams is a great pickup. I mean, I just, but I think it's not their defense. They overpaid for Jamal Adams, but the defense is not why I'm high on them. It's their offensive. They got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. They got Philip Dorsett now in the. Isn't playing. Chris Carson still their running back? Chris Carson's still their running back, and Russell Wilson. He is a great quarterback. And Russell I, Wilson is probably if you put him on a team like Kansas City, he would probably be better than Mahomes. I'm. Not, I'm sorry, like if you I'm think not about going it, there, but I think Russell Wilson is. He's a. He he's a top three quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, I have Mahomes as the number one quarterback. But Lamar Jackson probably being number two. I don't have Lamar Jackson as the number two quarterback. I, I have him as the number one athlete in professional football, but he's not the number two quarterback because he's he, he relies too much on a running game, and it is going to hurt him one day. Uh, yeah. But I, I do think there is some – I mean, if, he can, if Lamar Jackson can play like Russell Wilson where he runs the ball sometimes, but he also has a great arm and makes great decisions all the time, yeah, he'd probably be up there, but they're a good – the Seahawks are a good team. San Fran is still, I mean, a dominant team. It's it's. I mean, you traded away DeForest Buckner, saved yourself paying a guy twenty million a year, and you still drafted the number two defensive tackle in the draft in Javon Kinlaw. Yep. And so nothing changes with your pass rush. You still got a Rick Armstead, Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, D Ford. You got so many guys who can rush the pass. It's you just can't stop. That 49ers pass rush, and I mean they they have a good defense in San Fran. My issue yep. with San Fran and why I had Seattle winning the division over them is Jimmy G. Yep, I'm the exact same way. And uh, the Super Bowl curse of you lose the Super Bowl, you're generally not the same team the next year. Yep, plain and simple. Look at what happened to the Falcons. That's they were up 28 to three. Sorry for anyone listening to this. You're up 28 to three, and you lose it. The game. The next year, everyone's like, oh, the Falcons are going to come back with a vengeance to go. What did the Falcons win? Four games? Yeah, they missed the playoffs or whatever. Right? So the, the fact of the matter is is that Super Bowl curse is real. It does affect your psyche as a, as a team. And I, I mean, yeah, the I mean, it just it kind of happens. I mean, the 49ers aren't as good of, good of a team. Now, we're a little bit different on the, these ones. We, we had them flop with the Rams and the Cardinals. I had the Cardinals actually being a much better team this year. 
I think second year for Kyler Murray, they add D Hopkins, like they've got, and then of course Isaiah Simmons was a was a great pick. I mean their defense will be better, their offense is better. I just think as a whole the team is better. I can't. I still couldn't believe that Isaiah Simmons fell down to them. Yeah, I thought he was. We both we both had him going uh, within actually, the first three picks. Uh, no, we had him going pick or, before or pick before tough? pick before to Carolina actually, which Carolina took Derek Brown as a like an interior pet defensive tackle but isaiah simmons he can do everything yep he is a great player and i'm super high on him i he might be the best best defensive player for coming out of this draft and that's even over chase young so i just think isaiah simmons can do so much isaiah simmons is a little bit more well-rounded than yeah. chase young where chase, chase young is he's a pass rusher he's that's a, all he is he's a good pass rusher. isaiah simmons can pass rush he can drop back into coverage if he needs to he can play linebacker he can play safety the guy can cover wide receivers one-on-one and like he's a that, linebacker like he is fast yeah he he's a good player and i mean i'm looking forward to that i mean yeah where the rams i'm not so high on them because the rams defense is it's amazing you have one of the top players at corner in Jalen Ramsey, you have literally one of the best defensive player in the National Football League in Aaron Donald on mm-hmm. your team, and you're still giving a 500 club. You give up so much. You you're still not an elite pass coverage team. You're not an elite run defense. You're not anything. You're just you're actually a poor defense because you don't. It's like the team doesn't play well together, and I think a big loss for them will be. Corey Littleton, who is a great off-ball coverage linebacker, which is Littleton is going to be a deal. huge loss for them in the middle. Yeah, big big gain for the Raiders there. Yep. But, I mean, the Rams. I don't. I'm not super high on them as a whole as a whole team. I'm, and I mean, I I think their offensive line is still weak, which makes it a tougher year for Jared Goff. I mean, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks is is a loss. Takes away that speed weapon. I mean, Cooper Cup is a good receiver. Robert Woods is a good receiver. Yep. But where's that guy that can take the top off? I mean, Cam Akers, I mean, he's a good draft pick for a running back because he'll replace Todd Gurley. And I mean, but I just don't they think don't the Rams have a, are a, that. They don't have a true number one receiver again. I think they got a, two guys that are, they're like, they're they're on that cusp of being number ones, but they're not they're, true they're true, number ones. They're not ones. true elite receivers, number one guys. So we'll see what uh, happens there, but. So, I mean, guys, there is a new wild card system being implemented this year that... Only the number one seed gets a bye. Yep, only the number one of will get a bye. And then it will be three games on each side. Six teams will decide. Yep, It'll one be extra team. One extra team is going in now. In each I think this is a, an absolutely amazing way, and this is well, how it should play, be. I love this because system. Yeah, the, I love pers- it. the teams who finish first in the AFC and first in the NFC should be the ones to get a bye, not the teams that finish second. Why should the team that finished second do it? Yeah, so they... So now, now the benefit of being this team that finishes second is... If you win your game, you won't, no matter what, will not have to go ahead and face the number one. Just like the team number three, you won't have to face the team that has the bot. And that's great. That's awesome. But you, you get that luxury of playing the team that just snuck into the wild card in the seventh. I still, so two is still a great spot to finish. Don't get me wrong. But you don't deserve that number that first that week off, right? Yeah. You that's exactly the thing. And going through the playoffs, we both actually had 
the final four teams. Sorry. Three, oh, three, three out of the four teams, we had the exact same. Yeah. We have it on the AFC that it's going to be the Chiefs and the Ravens. No, Chiefs and the Bills. We played. Or sorry, Chiefs and Bills, yes. I had the we have the Bills beating the Ravens. Chiefs and Bills with the Chiefs beating the Bills going on to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, I had the Vikings and Seahawks and I have the, the Seahawks S- and like I said earlier the Bucks, but we both have the same C- Super Bowl which is the Chiefs and Seahawks, and I have the Chiefs repeating, whereas Nick has the Seahawks taking it this year. Yeah, I'm super high on the Seahawks. I I think this is the year you find out that Tyler Lockett is a true number one receiver this year, and I'm super high on Tyler Lockett, and I'm also super just... I, I just think I Bobby Wagner is a great middle linebacker. Now with Luke Keekley, there is no... Is he the number one? Is, is he, he number, number two? two? Yeah. He is the number one middle linebacker in the National Football League. And Speaking of that, Keekly, very sorry to see you retire, man. You yeah, after uh, we, We're going to miss you. We both loved you. Yeah. I was a, I've always been a huge middle linebacker fan in the NFL. I'm a huge Bears fan, so there's always had really good middle linebackers. My favorite player was always Brian Erlacher. Once Erlacher left... I didn't really grab onto another player like I did for for Luke Keekley. Yeah. And Keekley was amazing. Yeah, and it's a shame. We we definitely like you were you, you were a complete complete linebacker, great leader, and uh, I actually can't wait to see you go into coaching because I think that's somewhere where you fit perfectly and I yep. definitely could see you being a a good being, coach being a head coach one day in the National Football League and it would not surprise me. Yep. Um, you're you're very smart with the ball on defense. You know stuff like that. You could be a great defensive coordinator. Yeah, you could follow in steps of guys like Mike Vrabel, who took his team to an AFC championship. He was a player who was a good linebacker, and I mean he made it. He's not. He was a head coach. I mean I think you have the have the same similar chance. I mean, Mike Singletary coached the Bears. I mean, Iron Mike Ditka uh, did the same he, thing. I yeah. mean, but Ditka was a tight end, yes, uh, but still was a player that did go and coach. And yeah, Singletary, Mike I, Singletary. Yeah, I think same thing. Uh, I, One of the best middle linebackers for the Bears had ever seen went and coached for, the, for a while. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's there's good. Uh, I think you have what it takes to be a coach in the National Football League. But in the end, I mean, it's very simple. We have Chiefs, Seahawks. Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, and I don't think it's that. I, I just think they're that good. They're really. There is no way. It's hard to bet against Pat Mahomes, yes. but I bet against him in the Super Bowl because I bet on Russell Wilson. Being... Whereas I've got the Chiefs taking it, and like I said, it's, Nick's got the Seahawks. It's, it's different. A, we definitely could see it as a Super Bowl last year. So we, we were right last year in the fact that we both – I mean, we had it different. I mean, we had the Chiefs last year. Chiefs and Saints was my Super Bowl last year. I was wrong on the Saints. Mine right the Chiefs. was uh, Chiefs and Bears. Obviously, really wrong on the Bears. But <laughs> either way, we both had the Chiefs in there. We knew that they were going. And it it's exactly what happened. There's nothing else. Yeah, Chiefs are a good team. I mean, we, but we both love Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's a great player. I mean... He's the person right now in the National Football League that you would start a franchise with is Pat Mahomes. There, now, there, you it, might you might not take his contract because that is a friggin' lot of money. So Pat Mahomes, if you want to help two guys out, we know, 
We're right yeah, here. We're right we're here, here, buddy. We're, <laughs> we're right here. We got a, you, brother. Send us some love <laughs> in the form of some green. <laughs> so, guys, next thing, uh, one of the last things we want to talk to you guys about is fantasy coming up this year. So, fantasy football has always been a huge thing we do every year. Um, I'm usually in like three or four leagues. Same thing with Nick. We, I'm usually in a lot. Yeah, we lot always that, we yeah. always do one together with friends, family, stuff like that. Yeah, so and we got our, our drafts coming up in September. Uh, September long weekend. Next, it's actually September 6th, so uh, six days from now. Yeah, is, so... Uh, Next podcast, we'll go through and talk about kind of what we did with that. Yeah, what our teams um, look like, how things are going to go. and uh, Some fantasy sleepers, like we were talking about. I had Antonio Gibson. He's a fantasy sleeper. For you me. know who a big fantasy sleeper for me is going to be this year because of the controversy in Chicago with the quarterbacks is going to be Anthony Miller. I think Anthony Miller is going to have a breakout year with them. And yeah, that's possible. It's possible. I had him. At, I thought he would be better last year. I was a little disappointed last year in Anthony Miller. But yeah, but tough. I, I'm I'm tough on those. The ones who let me down the year before, it's yeah. tough to draft them the next year. But yeah, uh, but you know what? There's always I did guys that with like Eddie that's... Lacy. If you guys remember Eddie Lacy, he was always like touted as one of those top running backs, and then every year he didn't perform. <laughs> every single year, yeah. Mm. And then all of a sudden he came back to training camp and he was 40 pounds heavier, and they were like, what the hell happened yeah, to you? Yeah, looks like a different guy. But, I mean, this year, I mean, we... So, I mean, if I had to pick uh, a quarterback who I think is going to have a breakout year, similar to how two years ago Mahomes did and then Lamar Jackson did last year, a guy who's going to put himself into that tier one is... I will say Josh Allen is going to put himself into a tier one quarterback this year because he can run the football. He get, he gets rushing touchdowns. That's something he's done throughout his couple years in the league. And I think he'll have a better year throwing the football, adding a true number one receiver in Stephon Diggs. So I I would put him as my uh, guy who's going to make that big leap. I do agree with Josh Allen with that. He's a good pick there. But the guy that I actually see doing a lot better this year, putting up a lot better numbers because of the team they put around him, is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I feel... I could see that too. ...is going to have a huge year. He's got D-Hop, Julio... Or not Julio. Larry Fitzgerald is still there. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. You've got three receivers who have got great hands. Like, Fitzgerald has more tackles in his career than he does dropped passes. Yeah, that's nuts. That <laughs> also shows that sometimes he's had some bad bad quarterback play and the fact that they've been throwing picks, so he's yeah. had to give the tackles. But, you know, Kyler Murray, and he also, again, a big part of fantasy for quarterbacks is, is some, running the ball. That's right. He runs. He can run the football. So he's an athlete, too. So Yeah, it's going to be Kyler the same Murray. thing. Kyler Murray could have a massively breakout year as a quarterback. Uh, with it, and I mean, I gave you my running back sleeper too. I gave you Antonio Gibson. So, who do you got as your running back sleeper? Running back sleeper this year, I actually feel that uh, Montgomery from the Bears is going to do better this year once he comes back off that groin injury. Um, it wasn't a tear or anything. It's just like just a couple weeks he's gone for. So yeah, it's possible. Two to four weeks they said, and so he should be back in time for at least game two. They're talking. Yeah, game two. If not game two, probably game three. You'll see him suit up. So yeah, and I think Montgomery is going to have a really good year. Like even though the Bears had a bad season last year, he still put up over a thousand yards rushing. Yeah, I, I can see Montgomery having a good year. And I, I agree think fifteen hundred yards from scrimmage or something as a rookie. 
come on, like you're gonna put he's gonna put up better numbers than that next year or for this season. That's the only thing that I can see with him. And the Bears' offensive line didn't get any worse. They didn't lose anyone. They should be getting better. I mean, yeah. What do you what, do you, what about your wide receiver? Who's your wide receiver? Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller still. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being a little biased with the Bears on that one. Quarterback though, I'm going with Murray. Defense. Oh. I'll give you my wide receiver one first while you're thinking about your defense there. I think that wide receiver there, I mean, like I said, Tyler Lockett was going to break out to a number one this year, so I would probably put him as my true sleeper. I, I think he's going to be a number one uh, wide out in the National Football League this year. So he'll, he'll be a top, I think he's going to be a top four fantasy wide receiver this year. Top four. I could see that. That's, really. that's going, that's, I mean, you're going to have Michael Thomas will be, if you're doing Michael Thomas, he gets he's great. Michael Thomas is, I mean. Michael sh- Thomas is, should be the number one player taken. Actually, no, sorry. McCaffrey is the number one. Yeah, I was going to say, I, McCaffrey should be the number one player taken. Michael Thomas will be the number one wide receiver taken. Yeah, in, in, McCaffrey in will be the number one player taken in any fantasy draft. If Thomas I'm, will be the number one So receiver. tight end sleeper, I have uh, Hayden Hurst out of uh, Atlanta. Austin Hooper got a lot of targets there at tight end, and I think the same thing is going to happen with Hayden Hurst in Atlanta. I actually think it's going to be uh, Noah Fant this year. Noah Fant's going to have a better year with the Broncos because he was starting to pick it up at the end of last year, the last like six that. games. He was really starting to pick it up. Uh, he's still fast. He's a big body. For all you Madden gamers out there, if you ever if you ever play this guy, he likes Noah Fant as his tight end and <laughs> wide receiver, tight end in, in, in drafts. This is uh, we we do a, plenty fantasy franchises throughout the year. I think we did about six or seven uh, this year, and, and we go every through, single we, we time. We go through a couple years, each each one, and then we kind of move on from there. But he uh, every he, single time I took no offense. No offense is tight end. That's just kind of where it's at. So, uh, and I'm all I I'm go, I go all over the board, but uh, yes, if I'm picking a defense that I think is going to be a sleeper. I think it's going to be the uh, the Chargers this year. I think the Chargers will have a good defense. They have three great corners and Desmond King, Casey Hayward. And Chris Harris, so yep. I think the Chargers will be a better defense this year. I just think their offense is what hurts them. But yeah, you know what? I do agree with that. The only thing that's going to hurt the Chargers in the in the beginning is Derwin James being injured right yeah, now. Uh, yeah, Derwin James is a big loss, but I think but I think you still it got helps that with those three. Rush. I think it helps with those three corners because you get, even if those three corners should be able to get at least one second extra coverage than they had previous when they just had the two race. So that's yeah. one second extra coverage. So that just extra time for Joey Bosa to get to that, that rush, Melvin Ingram to get that rush. And, I mean, Joey Bosa, he got paid. He got paid. I, I mean, mean, not Pat Mahomes' money, but nobody gets Pat Mahomes' money. <laughs> so, again, Pat Mahomes, send us that money. <laughs> <laughs> we waiting, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – it's been crazy. There's so much that's gone on. Like I said, guys, we've touched on COVID, our predictions, a little bit of free agency and stuff here, the new wild card system, playoffs, Super Bowl predictions, fantasy. I don't even know if there's anything else that we can really cover at this point. No, um, we're happy for football coming back, and uh, let's get through a year with everyone staying safe, staying healthy. Yep, yeah, you know, GM, CEOs, owners, Please do what the NHL is doing. Don't allow fans to go. Yes, you guys are going to be losing money and stuff, but if you guys start allowing fans to go, 
by week eight, the NFL will be shut down. Yeah, we don't want the spread. We, I mean, yeah, just stop the spread of the virus. Let's keep let's keep everybody healthy because I mean, we want we want football. I mean, we need football in our lives outside of. It's we need something like this to keep everyone's minds off of everything. You players, all the players out there have been taking crazy precautions, wearing masks, social distancing in every practice. I've seen they never take masks off, like except for drinking water, and even that, every one of them has their own bottles. Yeah, they like they're doing what they can to stay safe because they don't want this virus. People don't want this virus. Like nobody wants to be sick, and we want everybody to be healthy. And I mean that ain't the beyond players that's the media that's covering the games that's the staff that's the medical doctors that's everybody around. everybody in the world needs to stay safe right now think of what is going on give and up give up all the enjoyment for, for the short term just stay safe now i mean let's get this let's get this virus under control and go back to life again this time next year you you if this virus is gone you wait a year bam you're good yeah. You'll be able to go back and watch all these NFL games back in live person. Yeah, everything is going to be back to, I mean, uh, the new normal, but I mean... It will be back to a normal. Yeah, we're going to be able to go see concerts, going to be able to go to have large gatherings again at parks. And, yeah, just... for, and for us, we're going to be able to travel from Winnipeg, Manitoba, down to Minneapolis to go see a Vikings game. Yeah, go wherever. We're going to be able to actually enjoy... Time and I mean, everybody... and we're actually looking not for this season, but next season, either going down to Buffalo or Chicago because they will be playing each other next season. Yeah. And we want to go to that game, whichever one it's in. Right. So we want this to be done so that we can go see our teams play each other. That's right. We want, uh, we want life to be back to uh, where we can go places and go and do things. So, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, again, cover your faces, wash your hands. And uh, guys, thank you very much, like Nick said, for listening. And sorry for the big delay. But from now on, every two to three weeks, we will have a new podcast coming out. And it will be touching on the past couple weeks of all football. So if we start, don't come back till week two, we will cover everything from week one and two. And then going into three, it'll be everything like that that we do. Nothing is going to be missed. We will keep everything. We'll keep you guys informed. And And thank you guys again for for all the listeners out there that do keep supporting us. And if you guys do really like this, give us a like. Uh, follow, share it, anything like that, guys. Thank you guys very much. Stay safe. Yeah, have a good one.